Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. Everybody's looking for a key to success when in reality, it's a combination. Mm. It's a combination lock. It's not a key at all. It's a combination and everyone has their own. So if I give you my combination and you run out and try to do it because you think, man, that sounds like success to me too. And you and you get up there and you realize this isn't success. Well, it's because you didn't take the time to really figure out what success looks like to you. So the big questions are these, how can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zong, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung, and I'm really, really excited today to have Brad Lee with me. He went from dropping out of high school and having a childhood that had a lot of turmoil to building a multi-million dollar global tech company, Lightspeed VT, working with some of the biggest leaders in the world, including Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Grant Cardone, some household names that you all know. He's been featured in Forbes, Huffington Post, all, everywhere you know. He has one of the biggest top-rated podcasts on the planet, Dropping Bombs, which I've been fortunate enough to be featured on myself. How did he do this? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. How does he do it? What's his mindset? How can you make that power shift? We're going to be talking about that today. So thank you, Brad Lee, for joining me. Well, thank you for having me, Rebecca. Yeah. So let's dive in. Let's talk about your background. You know, where did you get started? And um, let's you know, your childhood. Let's talk about that first. Okay. Well, I'll just follow your questioning. We can go back all the way to, you know, as far as I can remember anyway. Where would you like to begin? Well, you grew up where? I grew up uh, in a place called Cottage Grove, Oregon, which is the Pacific Northwest. Born into a, I would say, blue collar family. Okay. And your parents got divorced when you were pretty young. Yeah. My mom and dad got divorced when I was like one and a half or two. Then my uh, dad split. So my mom took most of the kids, which at that time there were five. So four of us went to a foster home and she kept my little brother, Tony, which is, which was the, the youngest of the babies. So like just, just born. The rest of us got put in a foster home. And then my grandmother, who happens to be Spanish, so thank God, she, they're big into family, obviously, and, and their culture, you know, is real familial, if you will. So she told my dad, you better go get your kids right now. So my dad fortunately listened to her, came and got us, and I went to live with my dad from two years old on. Now, at two years old, I they found me dead on the floor because I drank turpentine. My dad rushed me to the hospital. And basically, they're sitting there watching my dad with this lifeless body in his arms. And they basically said, you know, have a seat. We'll grab a doctor. And he's freaking out, of course. And they told him, believe it or not, to have patience while they went and found a doctor. And my dad obviously didn't listen, kicked in the door, found somebody, freaked out, literally forced them to start trying to help me because in their minds, I was done. And obviously came back to life now. That's why I don't believe in patience. Like most people will tell you, patience is a virtue. Well, I believe you should have patience in a lot of cases. If a girl's telling you, hey, let me slip into something more comfortable, by all means, have patience. But when it comes to building your dreams, when it comes to getting what you want in life, I don't think you should have patience. I think you should do the opposite. I think you should get upset 
I think you should get intensified. I think you should increase your actions, not lower your target. Mm. Love that. Love that. Look at him dropping bombs already. We're only two minutes into the show. Yeah. So, yeah, but I don't have the special sound effect like you do. <laughs> yeah, so, grow, so growing up up till about the age of sixteen, you know, I was you know in and out of trouble here and there. You know, I found out at six years old I was an incredible salesperson. Though, I went door to door selling candy bars for my school. Oh, this is a really good story. Tell this story. This is I, I love I love this story. Well, I you know schools when you're young have you go work for them for free, by the way, but they call it fundraising. So they gave us the world finest chocolates. I brought them home. I'm supposed to sell them to my friends and family and, you know, bring back the ones I don't sell. So I went home and my brothers ate a few, which, you know, they didn't pay for. So like now I'm in debt. And I realized that my family being blue collar, like they were, they're not necessarily going to buy a million candy bars and get me out of debt. So I knew I had to just go talk to neighbors and strangers. So I literally left my house and started knocking on doors throughout the neighborhood. And very quickly, I realized that I needed to develop some sort of spiel, some sort of, you know, something to say. So when they knocked on the door, I knocked on the door and when they would answer it, I'd hold the box of candy bars behind my back and I would ask them if they knew the phone number to a good roof repairman. And they'd look at me confused and, 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 and say, what? And I'd say, do you have the phone number to a good roof repairman? And I was all serious about it. And then I'd whip the box out and say, because when you taste one of these, you're going to go through your roof. And they started buying box after box after box after box. And I literally sold out the entire school of all the candy bars they had ordered that year. I think still to this day, it set a record. They've never sold all the candy bars that were ordered. They always sent the ones that didn't sell back. But the school gave me all the candy bars the other kids couldn't sell. And I was out in the, I was out in the, you know, field just blasting them out one oh one. my god that is just the best story of all so time that, that's so when i realized funny. i was a salesperson naturally you know yeah like already had like the charisma and the line you know you knew to to start with the punchline somehow that's where i learned humor you know people want to feel good especially when they're buying things so you get somebody laughing and you're much more likely to sell them something but I didn't, I didn't stay in that zone. I didn't realize, you know, anything other than I sold more candy bars to everybody and everyone treated me like a king for a minute. As I approached, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, people were telling me to get a real job. You know, you need a real job. You can't just keep hanging around and being a goofball. So I decided to find a real job, which happened to be in the forest service. It was to fight forest fires. But you, but you, but you, you skipped over something here because you dropped out of school in 11th grade 16 years old i dropped out of high school yeah yeah my dad kicked me out for not mowing the lawn right yeah so at the end of yeah. the day you know i i didn't mow the lawn like i was supposed to i came home my dad was a little drunk he was either well he was usually drunk the question was was he mad drunk or happy drunk but he was drunk and he wasn't happy drunk. So he asked me why I didn't mow the lawn. I said, I forgot. And he looked at me and he said, it's time you hit the road. Mm-hmm. So I literally had to pack a bag and, and leave my house and mm-hmm. stay with friends. Everyone always says like, oh, poor Brad. Listen, I was 16, man. I didn't want parental supervision. I wanted to be out on my own. That wasn't a bummer. That was a freaking blessing. Like I loved it. It was now I'm free. I get to decide. I get to choose what I do. And then I wanted to be a movie star. So I dropped out of school to go to Hollywood like a fool. But we look now and guess what? Turns out I was I was right. Number one, I haven't been stopped because I didn't have a diploma. Number two, I was testing in college levels in high school. It wasn't like I was stupid. I just wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. So, so again, I was a smart kid. You know, when I wanted to get straight A's, I, I would. Matter of fact, one time, I think it was seventh or eighth grade, my dad said he'll give me $100 for every A I get. I brought home seven straight A's and he didn't pay me. He, he took the report card and he says, now I know you can do it. If you don't do it now, you're in trouble. Where's my $100? I'm not paying you. Period. Just jank, yank the rug out from underneath me. And so normally I was a C and D student. But, you know, I could get straight A's if I wanted. So just stressing that, you know, even though I quit high school, it doesn't make me stupid. You know, I wasn't stupid for sure. But I did quit. And I, and I, and I went out to, you know, tackle the world. 
So did you move to LA at that point or did you stay in Oregon or? Well, I went down there to, you know, try out acting and, you know, do my Hollywood dream and ended up, you know, homeless on the beach and, you know, didn't work out too well because I, you know, wasn't very very smart in that regard. Okay. I mean, this is an amazing story. I mean, this is incredible. But I also gave up. You see, if I didn't give up, I would be a movie star right now. I know that for sure. But I did give up. Why? Because I didn't like being broke, man. I didn't like struggling. So, so I went back, you know, um, okay. but ultimately, ultimately now everybody's giving me advice. You know, I was homeless in LA and, you know, it's time to get a real job, you know, quit trying to be a movie star and all this crap. So, so I, I took their advice and I went and got a real job and I was, I, I applied with the forest service and I got a job where I, where I thought was going to be fighting forest fires. So I ran around bragging to everybody that I'm going to be a firefighter. I pictured myself in a, you know, flannel shirt, you know, with an ax over my shoulder and a wolf by my side. And, you know, I was going to be up there saving eagle eggs and shit like that. So I'm thinking of myself all heroic and badass. And, and you know, the first day on the job, uh, I get there and they tell me to pick up this big bag of water, put it on my back and go find stumps that are smoldering from the fire and squirt them. So they don't reignite the fire and cause the real firefighters to have to come back and put it out again because they've already been through here. So in other words, I'm in the back with a with a bag of water. It's called a piss bag. So I went from thinking I'm going to be freaking Paul Bunyan hero. And I turns out, hey, you're, you're the piss bag operator, my, my boy. Get on out there and go. So I had to walk up and down hills, get poked in the eye, breathe in ash. And it was terrible. And I got a little patch of poison oak on my arm. So I went into the boss and I said, hey, look, I got a little poison oak. I'm not going to be able to come in for a few days. I don't want it to spread. And he opened up his shirt and showed me that his entire body was covered in poison oak. He said, this is just part of the job, man. Now get on out there and go to work. I said, excuse me? He said, it's part of the job, Brad. You're going to get poison oak if you're working up here. Uh There's a lot of people that want your job. So either get back to work or quit. So I quit. Yeah. Yeah, I said, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And so the next day I opened up the newspaper because I still needed a job and I saw a job for selling cars. And I thought to myself, well, dude, I can sell. Let me go try and sell cars. So I went in there and on my first day, instead of having to pick up a big 50 pound bag of water, they gave me a free car to drive. Hmm. Trans Am. As a matter of fact, they let me pick out any car I wanted to drive. It was the most amazing thing ever. They called them demos. And so... It wasn't rocket science to figure out these guys want me to, you know, work hard, go up and down mountains, sweat my ass off, get home, beat up, poked in the eye and breathing in ash. (laughs) These guys want me to have, you know, a a, a midnight black, you know, Trans Am with T-tops. I was going to say they didn't have a T-top because I remember those. (laughs) Oh, they had T-tops. Dude, I'm telling you, it was easy choice to make. So I so I dropped into there and then I started out selling everybody. you know, because they were waiting for customers. I was going to get customers and, you know, I was excited. And, you know, to me, it was like, you know, such a contrast that I so appreciated the opportunity to stand around in a suit, smell good and sell things and make way more money than the, than the laborers in the forest were doing anyway. So that's where I got into sales. And and I've been there ever since. And when people ask me, what, what, what do you, you know, attribute to your success, the ability to sell, close and persuade people. I've always done that and it's always served me. And it is the only reason I am where I am today. Yeah. Other than, other than maybe God, because again, I believe a lot of people have an angel that protects them. I was assigned four front, back and both sides. Like baby, I am the luckiest guy on earth. And interestingly enough, I'm willing to roll the dice. And when you put those combinations together, it's mighty. Oh, I love that. I I think though that there is a moment, and I I think for me that you have to decide that you're going to be successful. Hundred percent. And I I know for me, 
you know, I got married at 19 and then I had three kids by the time I was 22, you know, and I, I mean, I, I graduated second in my class from high school. My, I'm half Chinese and half German. So I always joke, I have no fun genes whatsoever. It's all like, you know, and, and so, but then I, my, my version of, the dropping out of high school at 16 or whatever, like you did, was to drop out of college and have three kids by the time I was 22. And, you know, so that was my hard thing. And then I had to go back to finish college and finish law school. And it was like, that was the hard thing for me. And so, but then after that, you know, I had all these student loans because I had to, you know, I was like massively in debt. And and I just remember trying to pay for my kids uh, summer camp, you know, because even as a new lawyer, you're not making very much money. And I, I remember trying to pay. And then I, I got married again and I had a fourth child, right? And I remember trying to pay for summer camp and it was such a hardship. And I remember that one summer, writing that check for summer camp going, this is the last year that it is a hardship for me to pay for summer camp. That's it. After this, I'm making money, like real money. That's it. And I, I by the next year, because I started my law practice after that and went out on my own. And by the next summer, I was making seven figures. And it was like, I, I just knew there was like a shift in my mind. You just make a decision. And I, I feel like... There's a moment you decide, right? There's a shift. And I was wondering if you have that, if you had that, or or if you remember if you had that. Well, yes, but it was it was from the very beginning. Like when I was in first grade, we were all lined up in the front of the class and they were asking everybody what we wanted to be when we grew up. And my answer was rich. So like even from a little tiny kid, I knew I wanted to be rich. I knew I wanted to be successful. And again, to me, man, the, the, the word successful is so subjective because I know a guy that goes out every night here in Las Vegas and prowls the casinos and preys on women. Now, and again, some people say the women prey on him, but <laughs> day, he, he goes out and tries to get laid every single night. Right. He's single, obviously. And he thinks that's a success. You know, if, if, if he goes out and gets a girl and takes her home, that's successful. Well, in my mind, that's not successful. It, number one, is dangerous. Number two, it's just, you know, it's not, to me, you shouldn't be out being promiscuous. Why? It's just, it's, it's stupid. So to me, that's not success. I know somebody that thinks, you know, they're making, you know, a million dollars a year. So they're successful, but they're missing their kids. They don't spend any time with their family. They're literally missing their chi- their child, you know, their childhood. Right. Their, their, their children are growing up around them and, and they're missing it. So again, to me, that's not necessarily successful. It's okay to be in that situation. I've been there. But truly, what does success look like? Well, I have my opinion. You'll have your opinion. People that are listening to this has their opinion, have their opinion. But Everybody's looking for a key to success when in reality, it's a combination. Mm. It's a combination lock. It's not a key at all. It's a combination and everyone has their own. So if I give you my combination and you run out and try to do it because you think, man, that sounds like success to me too. And you and you get up there and you realize this isn't success. Well, it's because you didn't take the time to really figure out what success looks like to you. So when I say success, I'm talking in general, okay? You know, rich successful, you know, financially. You may be rich and successful financially, but you are not successful in, in, in your marriage. You're not successful in your relationships. You're not successful in your physical appearance. Like you, you're out of shape. You're unhealthy. You have no friends. You're miserable. You're depressed, but you make a lot of money. Is that success? I don't think so. I agree with you, but I think that you also have to be really specific in your vision and you have Period. to be... And you have to be, um, and you have to decide. You still have to decide what it's going to be, and you have to be. 
Rebecca, that we agree on. You know, I've said a million times, the choices you make determine the road you take and life boils down to a choice. You're choosing to be where you are right now. People can blame the president and the, their situation and, you know, their upbringing and all that, but they're literally choosing everything in their life. So, so and now there's always an exception, by the way. Someone could be listening to this and say, I didn't choose to get cancer. I understand things happen, but you're choosing how to react to it. I agree. So you're making a choice one way or the other. So the question is, is do people understand that life is simply a choice? And you're right. You know, there was a time that, you know, I've made decisions. You know, I used to drink a lot. You know, I, I used to freaking go out specifically to get drunk and party. And at one point, you know, I just decided I'm not going to do that anymore. And so... I decided not to. I chose not to. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase, Go to shopify.com slash best life to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash best life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I want to, how do you shift your mindset to become that massive success? How do you become, you know, I I mean, I've listened to other podcasts where you talked about how you could tell anybody how to make $500,000 or more, like that you could teach somebody how to do that. How do you, how do you, you know, say that to somebody, somebody who feels like, but I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this place. You know, I, I don't, I can't do that. How do you, what would you say to that person? I would say to them, that's the reason you can't because number one, it boils down to three things, mindset, skill set, and habits. So right now you're displaying that you have a mindset issue. I can't blue boo hoo, but that's a mindset issue. So now I got to build a little confidence in you and show you that you can. And and dude, it's not very difficult if you can talk to some people for a little bit of time. You can get them to understand that, you know what, they're a little bit more valuable than they think they are. So, so we fix your mindset. Then we start to teach you sales, closing, and persuasion to, te- to, to give you the skill sets necessary to succeed. And right now, you know, communications, the ability to sell, close, and persuade, marketing, like there's certain skill sets that if anyone possesses, it's impossible for them not to make a half a million dollars. So we work on your skill sets. And then coincidentally, as of lately, you said I started, uh, I built a company. I've actually got now, you know, numerous companies. And I started those companies because I was teaching people how to sell, close, persuade, you know, get confident. And then they'd need a job. You know, they need something to sell. You know, now that you've taught me to sell, what do I sell? So I said, well, listen, I'll even start the company that you can go work for and sell. So now it's like, dude, if you, if you ain't making three to $500,000 a year, you know, come to me. I'll fix your mindset. I'll give you the skill set and I'll give you the job. 
And then the, the third one is your habits. I'll teach you the habits of the ultra successful. You know, we've all got habits. You know, what are the habits of the ultra successful? Because if you emulate their habits, more than likely, you'll emulate their, their results. Habits are what you constantly do over and over and over again. If you look at somebody that's unhealthy, you look at their habits. They have unhealthy habits. If you look at somebody broke, look at their habits. They've got unhealthy habits. You know, they've got poor mindset. They, they're, they're thinking in limitations. They're, they're worried about losing money they don't have. You know, you, you talk to someone who's broke, they only have a couple thousand dollars in the bank and they're holding on to that couple thousand dollars like it's going to save their life. When in reality, holding on to it's what's keeping them broke. Like use that money. Money is a tool to be used, but, but broke mindsets, they think that's their, that's their, their survival when it isn't. Their survival is using it to get more of it. So what happens is people start companies, they start to get a little success, right? They hit the seven figure mark and then they are literally scared now of losing it. They remember what it was like to be broke. They remember what it was like to struggle. And by all means, they will never do that again, even if it means staying small. As long as it's comfortable, I'm good. Well, again, they made a decision to stay small because if you if you look at what happened, they started out with an abundant mindset. Anything's possible. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I've made a decision. I'm going to succeed. Boom. They start to succeed. Now their mindset starts to shift back to scarcity and limited because now they're scared of loss. And when you're scared of losing, that's limitations. That's scarcity. I'm not afraid of being broke because I know there's millions and billions of dollars out there. And I know that I can earn it any day of the week. I'm not afraid of going broke. Why? because I was already broke. I might be broke again. Who cares? I'll still get paid again. I'm always going to be in an abundant mindset because I realize there is an abundance out there. Money is not limited. Only the people willing to get it are. Like I'm willing to go get paid. If I lost everything because I made a mistake, it doesn't mean that I can't do it again. It just means that I made a mistake to learn from and now I'll do it again. And, you know, Yes, it's a pain in the butt, but everything is a pain in the butt. I tell people all the time, Rebecca, it is a bitch being broke and it's a bitch to get rich. So pick your bitch because (laughs) because at the end of the day, dude, it's going to be hard either way. Why would you allow it to be hard and then end up broke? Why not make it hard and end up rich? Because yes, being rich is difficult, but so is being broke. So what are you trying to do? Think, man. It's a choice. That's why I keep saying, like I, like you're preaching the choir. It boils down to a choice. People can choose to be rich. I teach a technique to people all the time that blows their mind because it's so effective. They don't understand how it works. Take a piece of paper. Write down everything on that piece of paper that you do not want in your life. You are sick of it. You don't want it anymore. And then simply stop tolerating everything on that list. Do not tolerate any of it. And I guarantee you, every single one of them will go away. The reason you're getting what you're getting is because you're tolerating it. Mm. You're you're tolerating your, your, your bad marriage. You're tolerating your low income. You're tolerating your, your, you know, overweightness. You're tolerating people treating you like shit. You're tolerating everything that you're getting, and that's why you're getting it. Stop tolerating it, and you'll stop getting it. I'm telling you, it's that easy. Just write it down and and watch. Now, not tolerating it is difficult. Yes, it is. I didn't say it's easy. It's simple. It's It's not necessarily easy to start losing weight, to start working out, to start being consistent, to start getting through the uncomfortable you know, phase of doing the right thing, but everybody knows the right thing. People pay me money to, to, you know, talk to me for an hour. And my, my first opening line every time is, so what was so important? You, you gave me $6,000 for an hour of my time on a zoom call to pick my brain. What's so important. And they start to tell me things and it always boils back down to the basic things. 
You know, how's your mindset? How's your skill set? How's your habits? And we always zero in on them. You know, well, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that, and this is what I wish, and this is what I want, and this is why I can't have it. And this that's your mindset, son. You're negative, you're limited, you're scarce, you're scared, you're depressed. All those are negative. We need to fix those and you'll be fine. And so what's the first thing you would tell somebody about how to fix their mindset? Well, I mean, again, it takes a little bit of work. You have to go ultimately, you know, recreate a relationship with yourself. You have to go find worth in you. A lot of people want to raise their net worth, but in order to do that, you have to raise your self-worth. And if you raise your self-worth, which is much easier, your net worth comes with it. See what I'm saying? Oh, like, of course. Yeah. So like right right now, if someone called and offered me a job for $20 an hour, I'd say, no, thank you. You know, of course. I appreciate the offer, but you know, I'm worth more than $20 an hour. Some people don't believe they're worth more than $20 an hour because right now they're getting $9 an hour and somebody's convinced them that $20 an hour is a good wage. And I'm here to tell you, they're lying to you. $20 an hour is not going to get you very far. Okay. $200 an hour. You could pay me, you could offer me $200 an hour and I'd say no to your employment. Because it's right. not enough. It's not enough. I'm worth more than that. I solve bigger problems than that. Okay. So again. So for people I, that are I, listening, what's something that they could do every day right now to, to start fixing their mindset? Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zong. Because we're wired to, to, to survive, you just said it, we're wired to survive, not to succeed. But in reality, if you attach survival to success, your brain will be pre-wired to succeed. You just have to tie survival to success. And I've done that ever since I was little. I must be successful. I have to be successful. If I'm not successful, I'm going to die. Are you struggling with a narcissist in your life, whether it's a family member, a friend, a business partner, a soon-to-be ex, whoever it is, are you ready to shift that power dynamic, but you're just feeling like you cannot win, like everybody is believing their lies, and you're just feeling like there's just no way that you can shift that power dynamic. I've got a brand new masterclass for you. I'm sharing all my secrets, and so that you can finally take back your power and break free from this hell emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I've never done this free masterclass before. Go to Break Free From Hell and sign up. Come be with me and get my secrets so that you can finally take back your power and break free. Break free from hell and let's do this. Take a listen to our archive, where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. I understand why they need to create chaos. They do it in all aspects of your lives, especially in negotiations, because with narcissists, you're either for them or against them. And when you are against them, they've decided you are public enemy number one. And now we return to today's show. Again, it's not something you do overnight, but the first thing I would do again is, is fix their self, their, their value systems, their worth. So the first thing I'd do is just like if I were trying to repair any relationship, I would forgive myself for all the nonsense. I'd wipe the slate clean and, and literally forgive myself for anything I've done in the past, any mistake I've ever made, I'm going to forgive myself. Period. Now I have a clean slate. I'm brand new again. I'm reborn, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to commit to do what I say I'm going to do. Mm. I'm going to Good realize advice. I'm going to realize that it's massively important to do what I say I'm going to do. Mm. So I'll be very careful with what I agree to. Mm. I won't say yes so easily anymore. I won't commit so easily anymore. Why? Because I do what I say I'm going to do, and oh, the yeah. only the only way that I'm going to freaking commit is if I agree to do it. So again, you commit to do what you say you're going to do. Then number three, you start racking up the wins because 
confidence is really just the memory of winning. Mm-hmm. So if you win a lot, right, you're going to get more confident doing whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I believe it or not, create wins to happen all day, every day. So mm-hmm. all day long, I'm winning. I'm winning when I wake up. I'm winning, you know, based on what I eat. I'm winning when I take a drink of water. Mm-hmm. I'm winning all damn day, Rebecca. And when you win all day long and you're conscious of winning, you're, you, man, you win at everything. You're winning all day long. You start to believe it or not, feel like a winner. It's such great advice. So, you know. Hey, hey you, want, you want the rest of them real quick? Yeah, please. Okay, so you start to feel like a winner. You rack up those wins. And then what happens, you start sitting a little taller and your chin gets a little higher and you start to actually feel like you deserve more. But anytime you think and act like you deserve more, there's going to be people telling you that you, you're, you're, you're out of your mind. You know, why, why do you think you deserve all this? Who are you to demand such things? Why are you being entitled? You know, when in reality, you're not entitled. You just think you deserve more. And, and by the way, I think I deserve more than I'm getting. I do. You need to also. Why do you deserve more? I'll tell you a million reasons why I deserve more. See, there's the confidence. There's the the self-value that you need. So, so again, you get it by racking up the wins on a regular basis. Every day you need to be winning. And here's the cool part. You get to decide what a win is. I, I say taking a drink of water as opposed to a soda is a win. So when I drink water... Boom. Mentally, I'm like, dude, I'm a winner. When I go work out, I'm a winner. When I make one extra phone call, I'm a winner. When I close a deal, I'm a winner. When I lose a deal and and realize that I learned why I lost the deal, I'm up. That's a win. So I'm winning constantly and and intentionally all day long, which makes me feel like a winner. Then people start telling me that I'm not. Well, that's step four. You have to get rid of all the negativity. You have to protect what goes in these two ears, including what you put in there. Because what you put in there grows. So if you allow crap to go in, crap's going to grow. You plant corn, up comes corn. You plant wheat, up comes wheat. This is your garden. You allow all this crap into your head, and now you wonder why your head's full of crap. So stop allowing this negativity. Stop reading the headlines. Stop listening to the hate. Stop doing it to yourself, which is the biggest problem. Most people's self-talk is terrible. So you stop all the negativity. Again, easier said than done, but that's what you do. You stop the negativity, and then you map out and visualize with specificity, just like you said, exactly where you want to go in life, exactly what success looks like. And then you simply ask yourself a question every day, because it boils down to choices. Every day, once you know exactly where you're going, every decision you make, you simply say, does this move me towards that or away from that? Because every decision you make is going to move you towards that or away from that. So that's your compass now. Now you have a compass every single day. Does it move me towards or away? Towards or away? And you'll soon, you'll soon realize all the decisions you used to make were stupid, mindless, as opposed to does it move me towards or away? And you start to realize, and, and not all of them, because sometimes we instinctively know we're doing wrong, but you start to be conscious and you start to make better choices. And then you make better choices. And what happens? You start to get better payoff. And now you start earning more and being more and and having better relationships. And and all the things you're doing are now starting to literally come to fruition. And then I ask for one other thing. Seek new information on a regular basis. Because the reason you're getting what you're getting is because you're doing what you're doing. So if you want to change what you're doing, a lot of people can temporarily change it, but to permanently change what you're doing, you need to change your beliefs because the belief system is why you do what you do. So in order to change what you do permanently, you got to change what you believe. And the only way to change what you believe is to get new information. If you don't get any new information, it is impossible to change your beliefs. It's impossible. Think about it. The only way to change your beliefs is to get new information. Like if you tell a kid when he's growing up to, that, that fire doesn't burn you, fire's not hot, the kid might believe you until they stick their hand in the fire. And as soon as they do, they get new information, don't they? And that new information stops them from believing you anymore. Even though you're their parent and they love you, they're not believing you. Why? Because this new information just taught me differently. So new information is what allows you to change your beliefs and you must change your beliefs to change your behaviors. 
and you know, and you must change your behavior to change your results. So it's common sense if you think about it. So just make sure that every single day you're seeking new information to become brighter, to become more intelligent. And ultimately, it causes you to think. And when we think, believe it or not, magic happens. So we need to think more. We need to think more of ourselves. We need to think more of possibility. We need to be hopeful. We need to be abundant. And that's what causes it. So those are the six. I call them the sacred six because that will literally cause anybody to become a lot more confident and to develop value for themselves. And mm. again, it's, it's terrible out there that a lot of people don't understand they're in the trap they're in because they don't think they deserve any more. They don't oh, think they deserve it. Such gold right there. Absolute gold. That's the gold that I wanted right there. Because what he just explained is how you can literally reprogram your brain. Your, your brain is just a CPU that was programmed but without you even knowing it, it just, you, you know, you were at the effect of your growing up, of, of your trauma, of all the stuff that happened to you without you even realizing it. What you guys don't even see is that it was, it, it just happened. And, but it can be reprogrammed. You have a choice. And, and, and your brain is not wired for, Success. It was wired for survival, but you have a choice to rewire it. It literally can be rewired, okay. and you can become somebody else at your at your at, at your decision. You can just decide to do that, and that's what he's talking about. And then understanding that you can choose an abundance mentality. And not be in scarcity mode because the, the root of the word scarcity is the same as scared, being in that fear mentality. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we carry them and we bottle them up, it can definitely affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get them off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know it's definitely been helpful for me in learning how to deal with past trauma and set boundaries and be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's super convenient because it's all online and flexible. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash negotiate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash negotiate. Let me give you a hack. Pro tip. Because we're wired to, to, to survive, you just said it, we're wired to survive, not to succeed. But in reality, if you attach survival to success, your brain will be pre-wired to succeed. You just have to tie survival to success. And I've done that ever since I was little. I must be successful. I have to be successful. If I'm not successful, I'm gonna die. Like it, there is no other choice in the matter, if I don't succeed, I'll die. And if you really believe that, I promise you, you'll be wired to succeed because yeah. you, you are correct. Your brain is wired to survive. You just have to attach survival to success. And yeah. If you don't succeed, you're going to die. Just yeah. convince yourself of that. And I guarantee you success because you're right. Your brain is wired to survive, but you don't, you don't connect survival and success. You connect survival with living and breathing. You connect survival with you know, evading a, a scary situation, risk, right? Dude, risk is opportunity. 
everybody's running from risk when in reality, that's where the opportunity is. Right. Why are you so afraid? You're so afraid of going to nothing when you're nothing now. You're afraid of being what you are now? That makes no sense to me. You already are nothing. You want to be something. So you have to to risk your current life to get your new one. And And I think the difference also is between most people just think, I can't do it, I can't do it. And 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 a, a really successful person will say, now how how can I? They just ask how. There's a way. You, you just figure out a way, right? You, there's they ask the how, and and so I think that this is really really important to listen to what he's saying, visualize, be really really specific, and then just decide that you're going to do it. And get out of the victim mentality, get out of the, I can't do it. Because, you know, what I always say is, do you want to be right about that? Or do you want the life that you want? Because you can be right about that. You can be right about the, I can't have it. They always get what they want. Life isn't fair. Or you can have it be different. Wish you had a bomb button. I'd be dropping it. Because again, it's all excuses. If someone's, you know, if someone's get off- getting offended by what I'm saying, they just said I was nothing. Who does he think he is? Listen, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm trying to, uh, like, I'm talking about me when I'm talking because this is what what I was doing. I don't come out on stages when I do keynotes and and pretend that I'm better than everybody in the audience. Sometimes I do know that I'm ahead of everybody in the audience. So so again, it's like. Don't think people are better than you. Just recognize they're ahead of you. And if they're ahead of you and you want to be where they are, well, then why don't you like stop assuming and, and hating and, 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 and listening to the, to the masses? Because, again, the masses aren't wealthy. The masses aren't rich. The masses aren't successful. We know that. That's why they're called the 1%. Most people aren't successful, supposedly. So quit listening to everybody. Isn't that common sense? If everybody's not successful, why would you listen to everybody? Well, everybody says this and everybody says that. Quit listening to everybody. Listen to the people you want to be like. Listen to the people you want to emulate. If you want to get anything you want in life, it's very simple. First thing, you got to figure out what it is that you want, and that's the hardest part. Most people think that's the easy part, but that's the hard part, knowing what you want. Like, think about it, man. Spend some time and really think about it. And then once you realize or choose what it is that you want, the second part, which is find out how to get it, that's the easy part. All you do is find someone that's already done it. Mm-hmm. It's already got it. They, they're, they, they, they already possess what it is you want. And by the way, there's a bunch of them out there. Someone goes, well, no one's ever done anything that I want to do. Well, I can't teach you how to be, you know, world-changing, record-breaking because I'm not a world-changing, record-breaking dude. I'm just showing you how to be successful financially and get a pretty, I, I would say, I, I like my life. In other words, like people always ask, Brad, you work a lot. You don't go on vacations. Number one, I don't need, I don't need to go on a vacation. Like my life is a vacation to me. So you figure out who's already done it and then you do what they did. You emulate what they did because like action causes like result. That's a scientific fact. So yeah. it's pretty much, it's pretty much an easy thing to do. You do, you do, you know, you find, you, you figure out what you want, then you find someone who's got it and then you do what they did. Simple. Now, when someone says, I can't, you were saying, that's a mindset issue. When somebody says, I don't know how, that's a skill set issue. When somebody says, I don't do it, that's a habits. So I'm telling you, folks, if you're listening to this and you want to narrow it down to the simplest form, mindset, skill set, habits. You either have a mindset issue because you don't believe it's possible, you're scarce, you're limited. You got to change that. It's possible. No, I don't think it's possible. That's your problem. Okay. It is possible. So that's your mindset. Don't worry about the rest of them until your mindset's in the right place. If your mindset's in the right place, now look at your skill set. Are you any good at anything? Tell the truth, man. Are you good at something? Because the answer may be no, I'm not very good at anything. Get good at something. Well, what should I get good at? Anything you enjoy, preferably, doesn't have to be, but preferably get good. How do you get good? Doing something over and over, studying it, being obsessed by it, practice, drill, rehearse. You can get good at anything. So you get good at something. Those are your skill sets. If your skill sets are on point and your mindset's on point, but you're not actually doing anything 
consistently, your habits are out of whack, you probably won't be successful. But if you got your mindset right and you got your skill sets right and you got your habits right, dude, nobody's stopping you from anything you want to achieve. Nobody. If you got those three things in check, dude, you're going to plow through any obstacles and any challenges. And and you'll actually be happy you're getting challenges because challenges, if you really think about it, are what strengthen us. So when people pray that there's no challenges and there's no opposition, they're just they're just naive because what they're praying for is to stay weak and small. You want challenges and opposition. You want adversity. It strengthens you. It brings you where you're going. I always say, listen, I may be wrong. We'll know when we die. But I always say God literally weeds out the undeserving with difficulty. Hmm. So it's like, oh, you want something? Here, let me throw a little difficulty your way. If that stops you, you don't deserve what it is you wanted. And once you realize that, difficulty is now a test. Difficulty is now a ticket to the movie. So now when it's difficult, what do you start thinking in your mind? If you're you're looking at it like that, you're excited. You're excited to have a little difficulty. Why? I'm being strengthened. I'm being tested. This is the ticket to get in. This is the chance I've been waiting for. If everything's easy in your life, well, then you're probably not being tested and you're probably not going anywhere either. So just remember that. Anytime you guys have adversity, smile in the face of adversity. And by the way, if you read the Bible ever, it says in the Bible, like, more often than anything else, I believe, is do not fear. Don't be afraid. Mm. Why is everybody so damn afraid? I love that. Oh, I love that. Do you um, read the Bible every day or you is that something you do? No, I read it cover to cover a couple times back in the day. Um, now, you know, I don't. All right. So what is something that you do every day without fail? Wake up with gratitude. Yeah, me too. Like this is the this is another hack, Rebecca. I call it the million dollar morning because I use a million dollars to make the point. I tell people, hey, what if I just gave you a million dollars? Like seriously, even successful people, Rebecca, you're very successful. But if I seriously said, hey, Rebecca, I love this interview. I want to give you a million dollars cash. How would that make you feel? Like, just think in your mind, like, dude, you get a little bit excited, you get a little giddy. You know, if you have millions and millions, it's not as impactful. But if you're an average person, you get a million dollars, you think your whole life changed. You are so grateful. You're relieved. You're you're happy. Nobody can just come around with these stupid little problems anymore and bother you. Why? Because, dude, your freaking life's changed. So, so everyone would agree, million dollars given to you is massive. You're like, oh my God, I'd be so grateful and thankful and I wouldn't be complaining and I'd just be so happy. Well, you wouldn't take a million dollars over waking up in the morning. So literally, you value waking up more than you do a million dollars because you wouldn't exchange it, would you? If I said, I'll give you a million dollars, I'll give you 10 million, Rebecca, but today's your last day. Would you, would you do it? No. Okay, so what you're agreeing to and recognizing is that waking up tomorrow morning is worth more to you than $10 million cash. Right, of course. Then why, then why aren't you acting like it? Yeah, I actually... I'm not talking about you. I'm talking yeah. about the listener. The listener yeah. listening to this, why aren't you acting like it? We don't act as grateful for waking up. Why? Because we're taking it for granted. So when you say, what do I do every day without fail is I am grateful for another opportunity. I am filled with gratitude the second my eyes open. Every day. Because one day they won't. Yes. Amen to that. And so I I definitely, I think that's a great place for us to, to start to wrap up here because I absolutely... Every morning, I actually write down five things that I'm grateful for every morning. I I got that from Bob Proctor when I interviewed him, who was absolutely one of the best interviews I ever did. I actually got off the interview and he coached me for an hour after. And he told me I should be charging $10,000 for for an hour. He's like, nobody else on the on the planet is doing what you're doing. He was one of the most generous people on the planet, Bob Proctor. I, I absolutely 
loved him. But one of the things that he told me to do was write down five things that I'm grateful for every single morning. And ever since that interview, I have been doing that because of him. He's He was really one of the most impactful interviews that I ever did. And so I do have to say um, that that is something that I, I do still highly recommend to everybody to do uh, first thing in the morning is be grateful. Oh, we can't argue with that. If you wake up with gratitude, it shifts your perspective and puts everything in a place of opportunity. Because when you when you wake up and realize that you're just incredibly lucky to get another day, well, now you get to wake up. You get to go to the gym. You get to pick up the kids. You get to go to work. You're, everything now becomes an opportunity rather than a problem. Yeah. Before I started doing that, I woke up to problems every single day. There's people right now going, dude, that's me. I'm waking up to problems every day. That's because you're not basing everything in gratitude. As soon as you're grateful, you cannot be pissed off. You cannot be upset. You cannot be sad. There's no negative emotions connected to gratitude. So if you literally base everything in gratitude, the second you wake up, it shifts your perspective. And now everything becomes opportunity. And that literally lends itself to that abundance mindset. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, where can people learn more about you? Where can they go follow you? This has been a fantastic interview and you guys need to go back and listen to this again. He's dropped so many bombs over here. This is really, really fantastic. So where can they go follow you, listen to you, uh, subscribe to your podcast, all that good stuff? Well, they can find me on Google if they just type in Brad Lee. That's L-E-A. Um and then everything that I'm on comes up, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, you know, my website, bradley.com, all my businesses. So that's the easiest and best way to really find me because I'm, you know, um, then you'll see wherever I am. But I would just say, you know, Instagram, you know, the real Bradley. You can yes. get my book. You can get my book. I wrote a book. You can, you know, go to my website. If you guys are listening like, hey, I want to make money with this guy, go to my website and click make money with me and, you know, fill out one of the forms and one of my people will reach out to you and, you know, get you going. Because again, Rebecca, my whole thing in life is getting the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. Because the reason people are failing in life is because they don't have the right information. And Absolutely. So, and so I commend you for your podcast and, and, and your book and congratulations on your successful launch and all the success you've had, because that's what you're doing is you're, is you're giving out that knowledge and you're getting it and getting it to the people that need it and want it. And man, me and you are on the same mission. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll make sure we put the links to all of, the, all of his stuff in the show notes as well. And definitely go check him out and follow him because he will help you. If you're you're feeling stuck, you don't know where to go financially, go check him out because he will help you. All right. So thank you so much. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Slayers, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast I'm excited about, Creating Confidence, hosted by Heather Monahan, a part of the Yap Media Network. Heather sits down with experts like Gary Vee, Sarah Blakely, and Les Brown to share with you techniques and strategies to create your confidence, pursue your dreams, and leapfrog villains you'll meet along the way. Creating confidence is about elevating your confidence to the highest level ever and take your business right there with you. Don't believe me? I'm going to share some of the amazing reviews that I've seen on Apple. 
Here's one. Heather has the perfect gems of wisdom that not only inspire you, but motivate you into action. I recommend it to anyone who wants to elevate their reach and go to that next level. How about that? That's amazing. Here's another one. Heather is so inspiring and each episode is filled with tips and tricks on how to become more confident and live the life of your dreams. So if you are looking to level up your confidence, check out Creating Confidence now. Subscribe to Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is.